0: Hello again and welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Bibbert and with me again is Stanford
1: Clark. Hey! Hey.
0: Uh, This week is episode 114 of Animation Fascination, Uh, and if you guys haven't listened or watched this podcast before, we focus on the world of animation. In each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it is up for discussion to geek out about. Uh, so Stanford and I have a little bit of catching up to do, because uh, the past few episodes have been uh, like crossover episodes, uh, like with various other shows between whether it's uh, uh, over with the Vectorverse or here with Geeks or Sandbox Gamers. Uh, Stanford wasn't able to join for most of those so now i'm gonna have to get your takes really quick on uh teenage mutant Ninja turtles mutant mayhem
1: yes which i totally loved i was an absolute blast that film i i just thought everything was spot on i thought the animation was fantastic was original and fresh so fun to look at loved the cast i really loved it that they hired teenagers (laughs) to play the turtles you know To be the voice of the turtles, the humor was fantastic. Jackie Chan, oh my gosh, that just you know, that for me, I just thought that was just so so brilliant. Anyway, I loved it. I'm sorry I missed that episode because it would have been fun to gush more over it. They did such a
0: great job. What was
1: your favorite scene from the movie? It was where, yeah, um, one of the fights. Uh and they're like fighting in Jackie Chan style. You know, I mean the way that oh, they yeah. animated. <laughs> yeah. what, what what's what fight was that, Mark? I mean, that was um and you you know you know which you know which uh sequence I made. But oh my goodness. Yeah, I think so so but, great.
0: Yeah, like you know, you know that mine is the basically the side scrolling old boy homage scene with no, with no dignity yes. playing over that yes and it's it's somehow already on digital for home even though it came out in theaters what uh our episode for it came out august 13th which it was, was about, in august yeah, yeah early august
1: like a month two, ago
0: yeah which was about the movie came out like what august 5th was it august 7th? So, yeah or so something? that was yeah so that was less than a month wow I guess, yeah, I guess if you count, like, the the two kind of sneak previews, they did that Saturday sneak preview, and then yeah, like, an early... that's true, right. That's still only a month, though. Which, I don't know, I mean, I guess the physical release of it won't come out until maybe November or December, but still. I don't know, sometimes that's weird, because I feel like it's going to eat into how, potentially how well it's doing. I guess we'll see... I know it's not animated, there's some animated stuff in it, but, like, like the juggernaut that is Barbie this year is coming out in digital on Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll see how maybe that affects how well it keeps doing at the box office, especially because they're going to release an IMAX version of it later in
1: September. Later, 2. September 22nd, I think. Yeah. Is, yeah. So
0: we'll watch that with great interest to see uh,
1: <laughs> how that's all. <laughs> yes, we will. There.
0: Yeah. But, uh, and then You said you hadn't seen the whole season of My Adventures Superman. You'd watched the first episode. What did you What did you think of what you What you've seen of that? So so
1: much fun, you know. And it's just, I think for me, it was just a matter of carving out time to watch. You know, making it a priority. I I loved the. uh, I thought the animation looked great. I I thought it was fun to see Superman in anime. You know, at least in kind of that anime Uh style. And I just liked the tone of it. How. it just felt like Superman and it was, you know, cheery and fun, you know, lively and fun. I I, I was really impressed with that. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, and I think we said it, but it's, it was animated by Studio studio, Mer, 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 Mer whatever. Uh whatever. Uh, South Korean animation studio. They did, they did one of the uh, Star one Wars the Visions. Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Uh, the most recently. So. Um, and they they've done the the more recent like animated Mortal Kombat films. Oh yeah. Too. Uh, so people have seen some of their stuff, small other places too. But yeah, I I said it in some of those. But like I basically had uh, like a day that I, that I was able to go through and binge. You're able to
1: binge, nice. Like, <laughs> the
0: third through tenth episode of the season to,
1: okay. to finish it off.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I would highly recommend it to anybody that hasn't watched it. So if if you get some time to go back through and finish it off, I would definitely suggest that for you. Uh, but, kind of going from there, speaking of Warner Brothers Animation, yeah. uh, we'll get right into our news this week. So, the the first bit of news uh, is, and it, this is the thing kind of been coming for a while, too, is uh, again, I'm not, I've, I've reposted this on the Animation Fascination Instagram and Twitter and uh i think facebook too but just that like we support the the writers guild strike and the actors strike and just want them all everyone that's involved within the the guilds to get the proper compensation that they should be for the work that they're doing um and in connection with that uh cartoon network warner brothers animation production staff had filed to uh unionize this was about um about a month or so ago uh Basically, and there's never really been like a uh, like an animation union. So this the, the production staff of like 66 employees from Warner Brothers Animation and 22 from Cartoon Network uh, filed a petition for a union election with the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, so it's seeking like voluntary recognition of the union as a part of the Animation Guild. Uh, so that would be like stuff that's Warner Brothers Discovery. So like everything that's on hbo max uh, and all and all that and kind of in connection with that too we've also seen uh recently like the visual effects uh for yeah. specifically like marvel studios like marvel never studios. Had a either uh and i want to say uh just disney visual effects in general
1: yeah i was gonna say wasn't it just yeah just within the walt disney studios that they yeah yeah
0: so it's it's good uh I mean, the strikes are still going on. We still support them, and want the people to get because, like, and I want like some people that like may see the strikes and be like, "Oh, don't they get like millions of dollars?" Yeah, that's maybe like that top like two percent of the the actors or the screenwriters or directors that you know of, like, and know their names or whatnot. But then there's everybody else that works on stuff or and or even if you do know their name maybe they did one thing and you like love that and that show is like super popular on like whatever streaming thing it is whether it's Netflix or whatever else um, but the way that streaming goes they the whole residual stuff doesn't happen anymore with that so something could be making the heads of Netflix tons and tons of money just off replaying content from 15 20 years ago and it's doing super popular on there like stuff like like gilmore girls or uh, like the office on peacock or you know like shows that have become like these bingeable or just like someone never maybe watched it when it was on tv but now it's like super popular on there now and none of the people that were involved with making it or kind of i don't know it's it's stuff that needs to get worked out and then everything as far as like ai goes with all that ai stuff generating like you could yeah essentially generate like one person and then like redo their voice and stuff so it's essentially people just like fighting for their their likenesses too so that you can't just record someone or like scan them in and then basically use them
1: use yeah so they don't have to actually hire the living person right yeah. yeah so
0: hopefully um like with this all like more studios or and more animation guilds are able to become part of this so that they can get properly compensated and whatnot
1: um, yeah but
0: yeah so from there i will pass it off to you for so a, another couple... thing that's connected to dc Warner Bros. yeah DC. i was gonna say
1: we're keeping yeah. up with dc right uh so, you know, uh, from, this, from this great article we read from uh, Heroic, HeroicHollywood.com, uh, they say, and I, and I agree with you, that we're li- really living in a new renaissance of animated media, particularly superhero, right? Uh, I mean, with Spider-Man across Spider-Verse and then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this year in particular, you know, Mutant Mayhem, awesome right i mean it's just been so it's been so great so uh you know james gunn who is running you know i guess say he's, he's co-chair right of dc studios with peter saffron but james is really the one who's focused on the content where james is focused or excuse me where peter is more focused on production um and the finance and all that you know the, all, the, all that other kind of behind the scenes stuff um but anyway, DC. So some of these new DC animated DC comics titles, they're going to get a theatrical release too. So uh, when I had first heard about, you know, read about some of their their plans, James Gunn and Peter Saffron's plans, I thought that that the majority of these films were going to go straight to the streaming service formerly known as HBO Max. You know, but kind uh, of
0: similar to like the recent more recent stuff like War World or. Um, all of like the that kind of like DC yeah. animated stuff that we had yeah. been talking about.
1: So, you know, we don't know what exact titles are going to be put in the theaters, or you know, we don't know the specifics of the slate. But uh other than it seems to me that they've talked about the main their first real project animated project is going to be Creature Commandos. Yeah. So, anyway, it's like stay tuned. Uh But James Gunn's paying attention. Thing to. uh to this animated renaissance and this it's going to be really cool i think to see what what uh they come up with what what would you like to see mark as kind of like the first uh dc studios animated feature that they put that they put in in theaters
0: now creature commandos is supposed to be a, a tv series correct
1: i think you're right but also you mm-hmm. know they're saying that it's. you know are they going to have a you know kind of a (laughs) two-hour episode one, you know, that they're going to put in the theater or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, because... And we don't know exactly, like, what they'll do animation-style-wise. Like, they kind of released that image for Creature Commandos. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if it'll, like... Because sometimes, like, what they release for, like, a concept art for something could look vastly different from what, like, the final movie ends up looking like. So I'm, I'm curious exactly for like the style of what the movie may end up looking like for that. Uh, And then however that may be usually because a lot of the stuff that James Gunn does too, is like very visually impressive a lot of the times too. And like the shots are very uh, artistically composed and usually lots of colors. Like if, if you think about like maybe just the guardian galaxy movies in particular or even his uh the suicide squad movie just just think or even like the peacemaker tv series if just thinking of those different projects and if you had like a color theory like chart or graph for those movies you'd see like this like huge like spectrum of color so i i'm very kind of curious and excited to see what animated films within the DC universe could look like uh, with his kind of creative touch? Maybe not necessarily, you know, like as like a director or anything like that, but as like a producer, kind of with like his hand in in the pot of it and kind of yeah, making some decisions. It'll be interesting to see uh, what that will look like. So I I'm cautiously optimistic to see what we'll get from. Uh, new, the new dc studios and the animated films that'll come from that
1: yeah i i agree I'm, I'm i'm excited uh going from kind of feeling excited to feeling kind of like man uh paramount uh pictures you know has their own animation studio uh paramount animation and according to a recent report uh on cartoonbrew.com uh they, I guess we're quoting a, a, a profile of, of Paramount Pictures CEO, Brian Robbins, that was published in Daily Variety. And uh, Robbins is, talked about his an, the animation slate. And, uh, you know, uh, speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that is probably going to be the, the most successful release so far from Paramount Animation. And what Robbins is saying, at least what he, what he said about it in this article is that Paramount animation is really not going to be focused on original animated stories, at least for the time being that they are going to in place of original concepts. They are going to focus on stories uh, from Nickelodeon. Uh, Like so Nickelodeon IP Uh, what this article is saying is that, that, Paramount Animation is going to turn into a clearinghouse for Nickelodeon IP, which didn't sound that great. Uh, they they they've got they they're developing a sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, and who can blame them because that was awesome and, and successful. Uh, they've also got a spin-off series that they're working on for Paramount Plus called Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then the studio is also working on more SpongeBob. Squarepants uh, universe titles uh, that are going to go on Netflix, and then of course, a series of Avatar: The Last Airbender films, which I think we're all, you know, yeah. very, you know, interested about. Also, they've got a new Paw Patrol movie that's coming out at the end of the month. Yeah, so
0: with, uh, directed by former guests, uh, yeah. guest, yeah, fascination guest, kale Brunker. So yeah,
1: and I got to meet him or I got to talk with him too, with my friend. Uh, Rachel's Rachel's reviews. Um that cool. super nice guy. And uh, you know, that's you know, wish him the best. My little nephews love Paw Patrol you know, the 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 T V show. So I'm sure they're gonna go crazy over this over this new movie. But so I, um sorry. So so please, I don't no please
0: I, I sent him a thing after I saw it. it after uh Barbenheimer this past summer. Uh there the the movie that comes out the same day as the the Saw Patrol movie, or sorry, see I already messed up. The Paw Patrol movie is Saw Ten, so that's being called Saw Patrol. <laughs> and I, I sent that to me and he was just like, huh, nice."
1: That's hilarious. But yeah, that's, that's probably not if, gonna if,
0: get. Yeah, people thought Barbenheimer was like a very yeah wide uh, like.
1: Very different genre films. Ice. Imagine <laughs> watching the
0: the Pop show movie and then going into Saw Ten or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the yeah. the cartoon group people were not aren't that impressed with this uh philosophy. What they say is best of luck to Robbins and his all in on Nick strategy. Uh it's gonna look like a brilliant decision after Teenage Mutant Ninja was released, and you know. Yeah. We know that movie's been successful, and it was and it was great. But I'm getting, and just to quote the author, but I'm guessing a few years from now, he's going to come to the realization that abandoning original ideas is neither a viable nor smart long-term strategy for any feature animation division. You know, he's got a point. So we'll see what happens with Paramount.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting too. With at least the SpongeBob stuff specifically going to Netflix, because especially because Paramount Plus is a thing. You'd think
1: you'd yeah think they'd want I, I just that. wonder how that works if there was some existing some existing contracts as Netflix was on that spending spree you know
0: yeah and uh, we haven't really talked about it but it'll probably end up being this kind of like streaming bubble like burst thing where we've already kind of seen it with like Max formerly known as HBO Max. Um, and Disney Plus doing like the test write-off, like of like their original series that, where they've taken them off of their, um, and then other stuff like we're, we're not going to talk about it as a separate thing, but like Disney canceling the what was it, the Spiderwick Chronicles TV series yeah. before uh, that's completely finished, completely done, affects everything. It's like like it's in like, like, you could be handed to somebody and it's it's completely done. And it's like, canceled before it ever dropped on the, the streaming service, which, and apparently it's being shopped around to be licensed somewhere else. But I think it's gonna end up being, end up happening is that we'll go down back to like a very few streaming services, maybe two or three, and then the other studios we'll just license all their stuff out to those different places. Um, and we can already kind of see that happening with some of that stuff, like between um, like that Batman Crusader thing that was originally yeah. being made for Max is, I think, on going to Netflix now. Yeah, it's going to Netflix, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I still think would have been funny if it gone to Disney Plus, where you could have watched Batman and Iron Man at the same time. At the same time. Um But, Yeah, I think that's like Spider Web Chronicles will probably end up on Netflix or maybe Paramount Plus too, because it was that was one of those things too. With like a lot of TV shows, uh, will be produced by a certain studio, but then air on a different network. So like Brooklyn Nine Nine, when that was on originally, was on Fox, but it was produced by Universal. So when Fox canceled it, that's why when it came back, it came back to NBC. Yeah. So maybe Paramount Plus will save Spider-Verse Chronicles because they produced it for Disney Plus. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. But speaking of uh, stuff that's been, I guess, delayed or moved is, and we kind of predicted this back when we did our Across the Spider-Verse episode, Uh is that, that the Beyond the Spider Verse has been indefinitely delayed between uh, the strikes going on and
1: animation like, animator exhaustion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like
0: that whole story that we talked about before, too. And then, uh, like, I remember they had said, like, they hadn't even recorded any dialogue yet back in June for Beyond the Spider Verse. So, which is still weird to me because like when they announced both of them i just assumed that meant they were working on it in the same way that like peter jackson sort of the rings trilogy had been done where it was like all filmed concurrently or uh back to the future part two II and three those were filmed concurrently i mean it, granted that was originally filmed to be one movie back to the future paradox and then they ended up splitting it into two movies but uh yeah, so I think it, I don't know. I don't know like what happened all there with like yeah. the production of it, where they're like, "All right, this movie's done, and now we start this movie, even though it's supposed to come out March next year." Yeah, um, but I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know when we'll get it. I I'd like them to take as much time as they need to to finish it properly, allow people proper rest, uh, and like non crazy hours six to seven days a week uh to make beyond the spider-verse because i can wait as long as it takes to make the movie because uh, how, how long was the the first into the spider-verse came out in
1: 2018 yeah and so then this we had one just came way. out
0: this year so yeah yeah was that like five years I, I can wait another five years i don't care there's other stuff that ends with the cliffhanger that we've <sighs> We've waited longer yeah. before yeah. so we can we can wait. We can it's do right. it. Just just make <laughs> make the movie the the best it can be. Especially with Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse already being two really great movies. You don't want to be like, oh yeah, we got two for two so far, and then coming in and, like with it to conclude it. So take as much time as you need to <laughs> making the third movie yeah um, and you don't even have to worry about your actors aging out of the roles too because <laughs> that's right because it's it's animated, animated. so Shmeek Moore's voice will sound yeah pretty close to what it sounds like now de- depending on when you record that dialogue for beyond the spider-verse uh but segueing from the spider-verse back to disney now. back
1: to disney yeah. you know clearly frozen is one of the biggest franchises that Disney has got, uh, huge, two huge movies you know, merch everywhere rides going in everywhere. You know, they're just about to open up a frozen ride at Hong Kong, Disneyland and one's getting built in Disneyland Paris. And anyway, it goes on and on. But, uh, and then also Bob Iger announced frozen three, right. But, uh, Disney publishing, along with ABC Audio and Walt Disney Animation Studios, uh, has produced a Frozen uh, kind of audiobook series that they're going to release as a podcast. Uh, They're calling it Frozen Forces of Nature. It's going to take place in between Frozen 2 and then whatever they're going to develop for Frozen 3. Um, But it's a 12-part series. It's going to launch later this year. I don't have a a start date of it. But what an interesting way to carry on the... You know frozen storyline, it kind of in a yeah. way feels like you're taking it out a page out of Lucasfilm. And, and yeah. you know, with, with all the uh, Star Wars books, you know, they get that get written, they're, they're they're doing this, but it's and also it's going to be podcasts, so I don't know who they're bringing in necessarily for all the voices.
0: I was going to say, are they, are they like having like
1: Kristen Bell and John? I Rudolph, couldn't find that info. So, so uh, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, frankly, you think that they probably wouldn't, you know, uh, given the We're given the, uh, uh, yeah, they fucking get a sandalike that's gonna cost them a lot less money, but yeah, especially
0: uh, with all the strict stuff going on. Well,
1: then, right. Yeah. So, but, um, anyway, I think it's an interesting idea, and we'll see how, we'll see how it rolls from. I can't think of another Disney property that's. Done that, you know, as far as kind of like carrying on the story yeah, like or the lore podcast. that they that they do a podcast
0: for yeah, like a serialized po-
1: yeah, yeah. So that's so, interesting.
0: Anyway, uh yeah, frozen three will probably be called frozen three colon. In... Oh, there you are, Samantha.
1: <laughs> right. Um the Liz Elise, who's the VP of ABC Audio, says that. ABC Audio is thrilled to introduce the power of audio storytelling to a new generation through the Disney Frozen podcast. This immersive series, created in a partnership with Disney Publishing Worldwide and Walt Disney Animation Studios, taps listeners' imagination and offers parents an engaging, screen-free experience to share with the children. Hmm. So, interesting idea. Be interesting. I think it's going be very interesting to see how how it works. One thing we know about Disney is they're pretty quick to can something if it's not. so so or to
0: to stretch it out as much as possible (laughs) as possible if it is successful
1: (laughs) right (laughs) so we'll see how this podcast how this podcast goes uh not that it's necessarily the target market but uh, i might be interested in checking out an episode just to kind of see what uh you know what the format's like and and how they do it yeah
0: yeah it could be interesting because i i almost feel like Kristen bell would do do that like and I, f- I feel like josh gad would too
1: yeah i think so too
0: him him in particular just because of like what he was doing during most of the beginning of like, with like lockdown and COVID and everything with like doing all those like reunion uh shows that he was doing on there with like the goonies and whatnot yeah i feel like it's like kind of, and he like loves being all off and doing like doing anything related to, to his time there with, I mean, like the, whole, the entire cast is, are now Disney legends, uh, from the, the most recent D23, um, Dina, Jonathan Groff, Josh Gad, yeah. Paul, all, all now Disney legends. Um, so, and it'll be interesting to see what they do for the, like a third movie too, especially like kind of like where they left it after part two. Uh, Like with also like going off essentially To run her own kind of Ice Kingdom-ish thing And then now Anna will actually be the Queen of Arendelle Um, Should be interesting Especially if that podcast series will be like set in between that And maybe like how they'll possibly Like, because you know they're going to make it So you could watch the third movie without having to listen to that yeah. But but then all you're gonna also have to reward people that did spend the time to listen to that in some way when the third movie comes out, be like, see, see, you're glad that you watched it now because now you got this thing that was going on back over here that maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. But it's it's still not wholly you know the third movie doesn't rely on that, so
1: it's all right. Is there going to be like frozen canon?
0: <laughs> you
1: know, like I mean, like how stuff it, goes with the with Star Wars. It, if you do
0: want uh, videos on the frozen timeline, our our friend uh, Dakota over at Geek Critique uh, did say he was going to be doing some frozen timelines. He's already uh, done a bunch of MCU ones. He's done a few for the James Cameron Avatar movies uh and he he i know that he wants to make some last airbender ones and he had talked about wanting to do frozen ones so if if anyone is interested in those timelines you can eventually check them out at his channel or he'll do those too because he he goes very in-depth on them and they're always very well done so i would highly recommend those if you're interested in watching those too um so moving on from arendelle to uh ila nublar uh Jurassic Park is getting an animated Lego special coming to Peacock. Uh, so, you know, Star Wars has already gotten a bunch of Lego specials on Disney plus. Um, so I want to say this is the first Lego IP special that isn't Star Wars. Cause and there's been like Lego Jurassic Park stuff on Netflix before, like with like the Owen Grady, like Jurassic world era kind of stuff with that. Um, but this is like specifically uh, for the the first film of Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park. It's gonna be a twenty-two minute special titled Lego Jurassic Park: The Unofficial Retelling, uh, and it'll ex- stream exclusively on the on Peacock this fall. And the poster um, looks like the you know like the iconic Jurassic Park logo. Um, just assembled out of logos or yeah, Legos, not logos. <laughs> Uh, which, actually, the plural of Lego is just Lego. <laughs> That's right. It's not so Legos. <laughs> variety, you, you done. You're done. Goofed with, with Legos. Uh, but yeah. Catch that. So it should be. It should be interesting. The the art also had like a a Lego, ver, a Lego version of like an older version of Jeff Goldblum. Uh, looking at like the parts of the the Jurassic Park eye like iconography that had fallen off, and he's just and it looks like his shirt's ripped open a bit because it's like that classic, <laughs> the classic Jeff Goldblum, like, yeah. yeah. And it's a, a play on a line from the movie where it says, "That is one big pile of bricks." So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll I'll check this out. I'm sure like the That's Lego special, yeah. They they always have like they are uh, so clever very yeah like tongue-in-cheek like a reverent humor yeah. the video games do that too uh like i enjoyed the the drastic world video game that they did and like i'm sure there'll be a lego spielberg somewhere that shows up in it but, like he like he's a playable character that you can be in that lego game you can also open up i think you can get jj no jj, JJ abrams is the lego star wars game you can get oh yeah okay uh, but, yeah, it's funny. You can open up, like, these different, like, the directors. Uh, oh, Colin Trevorrow is a, another one you can get for the Lego Jurassic games, too. So. Nice. It's just funny. They're like, yeah, I'm just playing the Lego game and it's Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that'll be... I'll I'll watch that because Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies and it'll be
1: interesting. Yeah, it's too good. To I see how they do that. That sounds like it's going to be really fun.
0: All right, so moving on from Isla Nubar to... Uh, I don't. I don't know where Snow White lived. Uh, where the Snow King, White lives, the kingdom. Uh, yeah, yeah. The her the the enchanted Snow White kingdom. Uh, I don't think they ever say it. like I don't she's really kind so of either. like the least developed lore wise for like setting and some other things in that. Like their, their prince in that for the longest time was just the prince, uh, because Cinderella's was Prince Charming, not in Snow White. Even though, in upon a of time, TV, live action TV series, Prince Charming, is Snow White's. Ah, uh, okay. So, I don't know. But anyways, uh, we got, speaking of Cinderella, uh, how we got the 4K release of that earlier this year. Just, yeah. So, just in August for everybody. It came out a little bit earlier if you have Disney Movie Club. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem like they're going to do that again with Snow White. With Snow White. Um, what, what, what the heck? Um yeah, Snow mar- yeah, White is gonna get a 4K Blu-ray release uh just about a literally a month from the day we're recording this. Uh so it'll come out October 10th of 2023 for the first time. Uh, there's also gonna be some retail exclusives including a Best Buy special uh special steel
1: book. Like a steel book, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's that's more or less it uh like it's like a restoration just like cinderella was which was a very well done oh, Cin-
1: cinderella restoration is a knockout yeah. well
0: while we're talking about this i didn't put it in the notes but thinking of this is that so disney is also for their 100th anniversary yeah <laughs> they're putting out the, we're talking
1: about this today uh
0: yeah this this box set that's 100 films from disney and pixar from 1937 to this year, 2023. Now, now it looks really cool. It's like it's like these three, yeah, kind, it's like these big big kind of box,
1: box these um, big volumes of beautiful yeah, artwork. Like, the way that they've inserted the discs and and you know on on each of these pages.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's, it'll like open up and like rest on itself.
1: Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Now you, you need a big table. Yeah, what's what's <laughs> not cool
0: about it though is now i know that you know how much it is but if you were just going to i don't know, really guess about how much something like that was now how how much do you do you think that would would be stanford
1: well i was thinking it was going to be around like 4 $199, you know, or $500, uh, which I yeah. still think was pushing it. But I thought either Disney, they're going to kind of be greedy and, you know, uh, try to make something maybe interesting. But uh, but the thing is, too, that I don't know is, is, are they just using the same physical media that we all already own, you know, the Blu-rays of yeah. all these? all these films it's not like they're creating new additions with new you know content or anything it's just going to be these these existing ones in a much fancier package yeah. and then they've so, added a, a couple of other things or at least one thing in particular that that uh maybe it has changed changes the price and yeah. i know i'm not playing but holy cow maybe some people will
0: yeah like uh if people are watching I, I put up a photo of like a screenshot of the the packaging and whatnot for it but one of the so like one of the things with it is yeah like you said it's it's only blu rays so it's even though there has been some 4k been some 4ks of more recent films you know like Tangled Princess and the Frog so on and so forth and now getting like I just said some restorations of like Cinderella Snow White. Um, this is strictly Blu-ray, no 4k, the, so, and the other thing with this too, is that it's, there's no new bonus features for like the hundredth anniversary. They won't have like that special, uh, short that they, they've done. That's going to play in front of wish. So I'm sure that'll just be on the wish release when that comes out, almost kind of bummer that I just didn't wait until wish came out to put yeah. this in it. Cause that's almost like you buy a Harry Potter box set for, uh, Sorcerer's Stone through Deathly Hallows Part One, <laughs> and then you just have the Deathly Hallows part <laughs> right. two, sitting by part itself two. next it's to the box. It's just
1: kind of hanging out by itself. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: and then did it, no, it's no new transfers. Um, we we'll only have one new film that is new to Blu-ray on there is the the Pooh Hufflepuff film, uh, and then yeah, that's it. So I mean, yeah like like you said, I don't really plan on getting this my, myself either. no in fact
1: I don't even aspire to it
0: you know what I mean it's just like
1: yeah, if like, I had the money, I won't think I would want to buy it you know
0: yeah, and like you said like I would it's definitely like a like a hard pass for 1500 definitely for, it's $1, fifteen hundred dollars. And then like maybe five hundred if you didn't already like if you didn't own if
1: you didn't own
0: all of them yeah then
1: I mean and the and the ones that they've added like Pooh's Heffalump movie I mean really (laughs) you know yeah I don't know the whole thing oh and
0: then yeah it comes with the I don't I don't know if they said it's like an actual crystal too but it comes with like the Swarovski looking kind of.
1: Like that a, a kind of a Mickey ears hat. crystal, yeah,
0: yeah. So I like I originally saw that I was like, oh, that's why it's fifteen hundred because that's probably like a thousand of the. Yeah, I so
1: said that'd be very expensive. As you know, you, know yeah. you can buy that at the theme parks or something, you know, for a thousand bucks.
0: I was like, but I don't, I don't want the crystal. I don't want it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, just, know, I didn't like gonna, it.
1: <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah. So I don't. That was kind of like an aside, but I was I was thinking about it when we were talking about Snow White coming to. uh like I mean, I, like you said the packaging is really cool. The thing I like about it with the packaging is it has like a self-standing thing when you open it. It's, it's kind of like a book. That's, so that's a really cool. a
1: cool design. Yeah, no yeah. question about that. That's a really but, cool
0: design. Yeah, maybe if 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 it was like about a thousand dollars cheaper than what it's suggested
1: <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah, that it might maybe be tempting, and then also I mean, too bad the. I can. I mean, I know they don't want to spend any extra money, but they could have like made each disc special, you know,
0: yeah. or at least had some kind of like featurette about like the past hundred years yeah. of Disney, or like I don't know. Even if they put, uh, like, like some of the was the iWorks series stuff that's been only on Disney Plus on like a physical thing within that as like an extra be cool but i don't know that's we we don't make those decisions yeah
1: it seems <laughs> like it's a cash grab and maybe some people are going to go for it but i wonder yeah I, I'm not, discounted like, I'm not really price sure down the road
0: who that's for because the person that would spend 1500 on that would be a like i have to be a huge disney fan and if they're a huge disney fan you'd assume that they've already yeah own already all those <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know like i don't know i know just off screen over here i have all like i've lost count of, like six, 61, 61
1: if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah all I think,
0: 61 yeah canon feature films like in release order over here from snow white to strange world strange world yeah same. All, all in order in, and,
1: I have same in my shelf, yeah, in my living room. <laughs> That's what nice. I have
0: too. <laughs> and the and, and the four Disney movie club ones that you had to buy to, to finish it off <laughs> to
1: finish the collection. Yeah, the yeah. Black Cauldron, right? And, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, <laughs> Black Cauldron, Melody Time, Make yes. My Music, and then the the Saludos Amigos and Caballeros. Uh,
1: yeah, Three Caballeros. Yeah, um, and they, combo. They, they
0: didn't even make it so that you got Make My Music and Melody Time as one like set like they did for three carryos and so amigos which that's how that movie was released in theaters was melody time and make my music together so what why, why why uh why'd you, why, why'd you separate that just so you could sell tubularies yeah instead of one
1: yeah like, when me grab
0: anyways uh going from from that to animated cats
1: uh i'll hand it over you Stanford yeah years. you know mark there's a there was a really interesting article um, on EntertainmentWeekly.com or ew.com that was that did a bit of a deep dive into Annapurna animation so you know Annapurna Studios is, has, has this animation unit they are the ones who who uh, who finished up Nimona. So, Annapurna isn't necessarily like a reincarnation of Blue Sky, but they're I think trying to build on what, on the culture, the very positive culture that Annapurna, or the you know the Blue Sky had. Uh, yeah. But they've attracted some interesting directors to the fold. Uh, uh, Chris Wedge is directing a film for them. Uh also uh co-director of Nimona Nick Bruno, his his next title has been uh released and it's uh Stray, which is based on the uh on the adventure uh you know, the video game from Blue Twelve Studio. Have have you ever played Stray or heard of Stray? I, I think I've heard of it, but I I've never played it.
0: Yeah, uh, so my my son is like uh, very much in, into video games uh and he so stray had started as like an like an indie kind of video game or originally the only way you could purchase it was like through like a digital copy of the game and i want to say that it was like through like a some kind of crowdsourcing thing like indiegogo or gofundme or something along those lines to to get the, the game finished um but they eventually did have a physical copy that came out for that too. One of the things on that is we have the game. I haven't played it yet. Um, I know that my wife watched and played it a few times. It's kind of cool. is like with the PlayStation controller, there's a, there's a speaker on the controller itself, um, which sometimes will play sounds, uh, and it, it freaked our our dog Sylvie so be out because the like when you're playing you play through the game as the cat. Um, so you're like doing going through like levels and stuff and it's um, definitely look it up too because it's very uh, like realistically animated and everything it's like in this futuristic looking kind of world that it's set in um, but like the cat you can make the cat purr at different times but and like the the sound will come through again like the controller so (laughs) Silly would be like sitting like watching him play the game in our media room and would hear the cat per on the controller and be like, what the hell, the hell was that? Yeah. Just because if she sees a cat in real life, she will freak out. So she was <laughs> like, even when I watched, I think i talked about it like last year when we talked about the Apple, uh, TV plus movie luck. Yeah. The, the cat in that where she was sitting and she was like, wait, what? And like, was trying to get to, to him on the TV. Yes. Um, so she was she's was kinda of doing that. I've I've heard stories of other people that like have cats too that the cat would watch them play the game and would kinda of get freaked out or try to see what the heck was going on when the like their controller would purr or something like that. Yeah. So this is kinda of, this is a cool translation to I feel like it, it fits too 'cause uh what I'm wondering is and I don't know if it maybe like how it is in the game because i I just know my son played it yeah i would like to play it it's here like i have the access to it (laughs) i just haven't played it yet um is i'm not sure how much dialogue is in it like maybe how like how close it would be to say something like wall-e you know where the first 30 minutes or so of that is essentially a silent film with just like ambient sounds and whatnot so it, it'll be interesting to see again there might be human characters in it that i just don't know about that the cat is like watching and sees a story unfold so that you're kind of witnessing a story going on and you're just falling through it as the cat. So maybe that's yeah. how it'll be but that's that's what i'm kind of wondering as far as how the story will be told uh, within that animated film and roughly who the animated film will be aimed at like yeah, it will be a harder <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. Like that's a movie about a cat and it's PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen.
1: Right R. So this EW article, Mark, is saying that that the game is basically a buddy comedy with this cat and a robot. Okay. And and then they it's a very funny dynamic. Nice. Uh with it and, and that's one of the things The reason the game was so popular is that you see the world through this point of view of the of the adorable cat, and you wonder how you know they pulled it, how the, how the game developers pulled it off. Uh, they're hoping with the story that they're going to be able to pull it off. They refer to this type of story mark, which I think I never heard of this phrase before. They call it hope punk. So rather than steampunk, they call it hope punk it's a narrative concept that optimism is a form of resistance. Uh, So they, they, they're, they're loving this term at Annapurna pictures of, of hope punk. And they're hoping that this is going to be the first and greatest hope punk movie that's ever been made. (laughs) So anyway, I, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm, 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 you know, I, I'm in, I want to see what they, uh, what they, what they've got in store. And I think, it, looks, it sounds like Annapurna Pictures is going to be definitely a movie studio uh, to watch. I think you they're going to they're, they're, they're be creating some I think with some really interesting stuff. Not all, they're not necessarily trying to be you know Blue Sky Studios version two like we were talking about, but clearly they I think they've got enough DNA of people that have worked there that uh, I, I think you know they're they're definitely going to be a studio to watch. Nice.
0: Uh, and so the next thing that I'm talking about is so Elemental, I believe, is already available to purchase digitally. I think
1: it is too. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's coming out later this month on the 26th, physically. On Blu ray? Yeah. And then it's going to be on Disney Plus as of Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday. 13th. 13th. Uh, so yeah so for people that haven't watched it yet but this movie is like the the little movie that could because people wrote oh, it off from right, right away uh and then it kept going and going and going, oh,
1: and going. it's been one of the happiest developments of the summer for me that elemental had legs and you know people were discovering yeah. it and, and really enjoying it because i was so bummed because i you know i absolutely loved it and then it had so much bad press and there was so much negativity about it and I was really distraught. You know? yeah. uh, but anyway, happy ending.
0: Yeah, it's and what's bummed me out about that too is like sometimes like some it's not all like movie blogs or movie news sites or stuff like that. They're kind of just like feed the popular narrative of stuff sometimes. Yeah. It happened with uh, Blue Blue Beetle more recently, where a lot oh, of the yeah. movie where people like wrote that off right away, but that movie also has strong legs to it that it's, you know, it's not having too much of like a diminishing return week after week. So that this is also kind of like a more recent thing in the past years too, where it's this whole thing. of like, if you didn't have a $200 million opening weekend,
1: your movie sucks. It's a failure. Yeah, you,
0: your movie bombed. I mean that that's used to that used to be how movies did in theaters they they would go to a theater and they'd be there for 6 months. Yeah. Just I mean you can do that again still people will can if the movie's still there to watch people will go and see it. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Cuz I I know there's been plenty of movies like maybe that I wasn't able to go see like the first week or something or maybe even the second week but I go to try to see it the third week and there's like one showtime. Yeah, there's like at one noon showing. It's like at ten AM <laughs> or something, you know. I was like I can't I can't go to a Wednesday noon showing of that. I have I'm at work.
1: Yeah, I have to go to work. Can't do it.
0: But yeah. Uh, with Elemental though too is that uh it's been said or rumored that Elemental is also gonna have a spin off Disney Plus series that's in development at Pixar. Uh, so there's not really any other news about it other than that so it would be really interesting to see exactly if it just takes place in the world or if it's with way to number uh but that should be interesting to to see i'm assuming if the if it's a spin-off it wouldn't be about way to number because spin-off usually entails it being about some side Character, but so there's a lot maybe, of
1: characters going on in, you know, <laughs> in the lake. Or, or
0: maybe they're really going to try to make Claude.
1: Yeah, and, there's uh, there's Claude.
0: Thing. Is that they were really pushing Claude in the the original like marketing of that movie? Yeah. uh Spoiler alert, to people that may have not seen the the movie yet. uh, uh I will just say that he is a. Uh, Not really in the movie that often, not (laughs) like not as often as like a poster or yeah like so
1: like kind of a minimal supporting character yeah Yeah.
0: so yeah yeah, Claude's not really (laughs) a a thing in the movie so if you're if you're you're looking forward to Claude maybe maybe this will be Claude's time when when that elemental spinoff happens the Claude the the dirty grit because he's dirt. I don't know. I mean, the, the movie did have very clever uh, fart jokes in it. Very clever. Yeah. So clever yeah. that when I explained them to somebody, they were like, oh, wait, that was a fart joke? I was like, yes. Yeah, yes, it was. It was just done cleverly enough it where it just... wasn't a fart joke that was. No, it head. wasn't
1: just like kind of a DreamWorks fart joke. It was. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's how you get pink eye. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, Speaking so I'm of so surprises. happy about it. Yeah, yeah. So next up is uh, well, I know we'll be talking about this in, in trailers coming up, but uh Hayao uh, or Hayao Miyazaki, who they we just got the new trailer for his latest film, The Boy and the Heron, which I'm super stoked about. Uh You know. The, and the word was that he's, he came back to work just to finish this film, and then this is his last film. And I've seen quite a few stories that are saying, you know, talking about the trailer, like you know, Miyazaki's final film. Uh, but no, he's not. He's not retired. <laughs> uh, word has it that that uh, uh, you know that he's not feeling that, that 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 that's his last film. That he is currently working ideas for a new film. He comes into the office every day. Um, he's not going to announce his retirement at all. He's continuing working just as he's always done. So uh, I think the only thing that's going to stop Miyazaki from working probably is death. Uh, and let's hope that's still a ways out because uh, you know he's just one of the finest filmmakers out there. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this film. I said we got that coming up in trailers, but anyway, don't yeah, count them out. What's your take on it?
0: Yeah, I. I mean, every every time they 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 try to retire him, they they pull him back in.
1: <laughs> so
0: I don't know, cause I mean, right? Yeah, because The Wind Rises is supposed to be his last movie. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm if I mean if he's not done, he doesn't have to like. That's him arbitrarily saying that he's retiring. So it's not like you have to retire because you said so. You can't do right. anything else. No, no, you already said 10 years ago, Rich, I wish 10 years ago the Wind Rises came out. Really?
1: Yeah, it was 10 years but ago.
0: I was like, no, that that wasn't a decade ago. Why? How did that time go? I, I, Where I,
1: did the time go? I, I remember mean,
0: us doing an episode about that 10 years ago.
1: I know, right? <laughs> Holy cow. It's kind of crazy. I'm talking
0: about. Hi, Miyazaki talking about retiring. Retiring. <laughs> it's like it's like yep. poetry. It, it rhymes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I I am looking forward to it. I think it comes out here what
1: in Nov. Is it November, November or December? I can't remember the release date.
0: I guess we'll find out shortly when we talk about the trailer. Yeah, when we talk about the trailer. I'll be reminded. So, so keep listening and or watching to find out when that movie comes. Yeah.
1: out. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a recent article published with an interview with with jennifer lee who's the chief creative officer at walt disney animation studios and a question was posed to her about the new or you know the, the announced series about tiana i think it's called as in princess tiana from the princess and the frog and i think it's just called tiana if i'm not mistaken this series we don't have a release date or honestly i don't really know we don't know that much about it but jennifer lee it sounds like she and her team are are, are uh, liking this development work that they're doing for disney plus i'll read you the yeah. quote um i love that disney plus allows us to introduce experimentation and freshness while exploring our heritage our meaning that of the Walt Disney animation studios combined celebration and narrative innovation in that sense we can play more with disney plus um, we are doing the Moana series. I, I had forgotten that there was even, you know, that there was a Moana series oh, yeah. in, in development. Uh, It'll
0: still be interesting that that'll be coming out currently
1: with the live action. I know. With the live action Moana. I mean, what in the world? It's just... Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, and then uh, she and Jennifer says, I love it. Tiana is a new world for, you know, the character a new direction and, and a new voice. And I think it's a very good platform to start playing the things that have meant a lot to many of us. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, this, this series animation for, for Walt Disney animation studios is being done in Canada. Um, I think it's out of, Van- is it out of Vancouver? Is that right? Is that where the, um, I think so. Yeah. Where that Canada office is open. And then that was their, you know, kind of edict is that they were creating these series. So,
0: it's where Pixar What's Canada used to be. Yeah, exactly. RIP.
1: Exactly. So, anyway, uh, we'll see. Yeah, the, we'll see how this rolls out. But I think clearly they're, they're we're still working on it. It's still alive. I had wondered if it had been canceled, frankly. Yeah, But it sounds like Although it was still. Tiana's
0: kind of having a resurgence. Well, Princess... kind of Tiana, Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Adjacent. With theme park stuff. Yeah, between. Yeah, like they just re themed the like part of new orleans square yeah Disneyland. france market cafe yeah, is now tiana's palace tiana's
1: palace yeah
0: and then you know it's
1: splash mountain then of course the splash company, mountain Bayou yeah
0: adventure so and then yeah i saw like some of those the art there too for like re-envisioning that there'd be like a huge like willow tree to have more shade over there too outside of just this other stuff they're adding to um, the haunted mansion over there. Yeah, position. they're doing like a haunted...
1: reconfiguration between yeah. the haunted mansion and Tiana's place, and there in New Orleans, the no- New Orleans Square area, Disneyland. Yeah.
0: Which makes sense because it I does mean, make sense. Princess yeah. from the Frog takes place in where in New Orleans, so <laughs> it's not like it's uh,
1: it's not a stretch for yeah. the IP, yeah. that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So, and I I'm also glad that they're not gonna like change the animation style for that that series too. It'll be it'll still be the hand-drawn yeah, uh, animation uh, that we have. They're not in the turning
1: park. into some kind of CGI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I mean, I'm sure it, it could it would, it would, could look okay, but it's like, I don't know. I'd just prefer, I guess, them to keep it Yeah, you know, how she already was in that. Uh, but speaking on Disney, uh, like a different part of Disney with uh, Marvel uh, and the stuff they're doing specifically... So they, they shuffled a lot of their TV calendar recently with new dates. Um, I mean, they have plenty of their live-action shows like Agatha and Echo and uh, like a few other things with that. But the ones we're going to specifically talk about are uh, X-Men 97, uh, which is kind of kind of sort of the continuation of the 1997 X-Men animated series. And then What If, uh, which is their anthology series that they already had a season one of uh, last last year or two years ago. Um so originally what if I believe uh was going to be coming out they had just said like twenty twenty three at one point. Uh but now season two of it is going to debut around Christmas Day. Uh, although it should also be noted it is not a holiday themed series, uh like, like Hawkeye was. Uh, the so i'm happy about that because with some of the stuff we've heard about for what's going to happen and as far as some of the story ideas they have for season two that i'm pretty excited to see what they do for that and then the the other animated series that they have coming out will be the x-men 97 animated series that acts like i said kind of it's a spiritual and tonal continuation of the 90s animated series that was on fox Um, and then that one says it'll premiere in early 2024. So I don't know what's to con- considered that. consider considered early. Off, is it January, February, March? You early know. 2024, yeah. Yeah. I just not, it's not December 2024, I guess, because unless they consider that early. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, but that's being described as basically by people that have seen it as a retro Love letter to the original season, and then a season two uh, is already still in the works for that, too. Um, so, that as far as like animated stuff outside of like, you know, obviously visual effects that, that'll be in like Iron Heart and probably all of these, I would assume. <laughs> Echo, uh, we know that Loki's gonna have visual effects in that, uh, and just basically all of the stuff I. Some now, like some of the stuff they had too, is, uh, is taken off the schedule or it just says, uh, on pause. And I remember, like, I'm just gonna be quick on this because it's not strictly their animated stuff. I just remember, like, again, people freaking out about stuff, and it's again how people like write headlines to stuff specific. I I kind of hate the game to this stuff, where it's like, or how specifically people are writing headlines to get clicks for them rather like being deceptive about it or it's it's like yes if you read the article that that is a link to it'll say show why ironheart was taken off the schedule and why daredevil and wonder man are also on pause it is because of the strikes ironheart is finished filming but that's always not like you know the end of making something there's probably adr for that they can't do right now because of the strikes daredevil is also on pause and wonder man's on pause because again because of the strikes they can't shoot anything so that so they're trying like people are making this whole narrative about like, oh they took earn out of the schedule know, it's, it's really it's, bad like, really it's like oh you're not making a daredevil show to me? Like,
1: you no attention <laughs> it's just
0: they can't do anything else with it right now yeah. because <laughs> <laughs>
1: frustrating
0: yeah Yeah. so x-men 97 what if coming very soon i'm excited that we will get what if this year yeah i was assuming that the that loki was gonna be the last disney plus show like a disney plus marvel series that we would get this year which i would i mean i'd be okay with i mean i have a dog named sylvie so there you go but yeah going from uh Marvel to uh,
1: something. Well, this is a fun little.
0: Yeah. These characters were influenced by Daredevil in a way. So yeah, Yeah, this is a fun
1: little story in that, uh, Paramount plus is going to be showing the first two seasons of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, animated series, uh, on their, on their service, starting, uh, Let's see, it's starting pretty soon, isn't it? What day? nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, so, um, that's gonna be fun, if I'm not mistaken. Mark, the first uh episodes screened in uh 1987 is that
0: right? right? So, um, like I was obsessed with that when I was a little kid. Uh,
1: so that they're going to be showing the first two seasons and uh hopefully you know they, they're gonna bring more you don't know if they have to you know digitize them or, or whatever, they oh, yeah. have, whatever they have to do to get it to get it ready but that, that should be fun i think that's going to be retro fun uh and i think that i thought that was a really good call on yeah. on uh on what pay, be, you know, for paramount plus that'll be good for like any like
0: the like younger generation of kids that maybe just saw mutant mayhem that yeah exactly Turtles that now they'll have access to some older versions of it there on paramount plus to watch yeah uh and then so the next thing there too is that after 120 episodes over the past few years the uh mickey mouse shorts are coming to an end uh so like if anyone's been on runaway railway at uh Disney World or now more recently Disneyland um like it's that take on on Mickey Mouse Right and uh,
1: simpy Mickey Mouse as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. so the the Steamboat the silly the final short of the wonderful wonderful world of world Mickey, of Mouse, Mickey Mouse uh basically serves as a series finale and final episode featuring the Paul Ruddish take on the uh, iconic character and I I haven't watched this one yet but I, I remember reading or seeing that specifically they did something with steamboat willie in this because it's coming because you know how like the copyright law works is usually it's 100 years i mean what what anniversary is uh disney so yeah yeah uh, disney's
1: 100 mickey mouse is 95 so yeah
0: yeah so and like that it's specifically the steamboat willie version of mickey mouse that's like coming up for expiration so I think this is almost kind of like a way to like re. Basically restart that clock. Yeah. On, on yeah. it, so it's. I mean, you can't. Can't can't be mad at playing the game on that to, <laughs> to use them in some way. It is funny. Look up if people haven't seen it: John Oliver, Steamboat Willie, and Mickey Mouse, uh, because of like the, <laughs> possibly like the common like the public, domain common use for it. Yeah. Uh, there's there's an episode of last week tonight from earlier this year before the strikes where uh, he had a, a version of steamboat Willie uh, like in full costume uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Um, But after, after that, the the, kind of go back to Ninja turtles too, is that the, the mutant mayhem uh, sequel and Paramount series are in the works. We kind of talked about it a little bit already, uh, but uh, I'm excited for that series because I guess it's going to be worked in as kind of like a in-between story for as far as like Mayhem and then whatever that sequel is going to be. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see whatever they they do with that. Uh, so that is the the last of our news this week. So from there we're going to get into our trailers and i'll set up our screen for that really quick uh but so the the first one we're talk about it's for a video game actually for the Gargoyles yeah. remastered video was game. so
1: fun like, to see that trailer yeah that was remember. a cool show
0: yeah i liked it i, I like greg wiseman thousand years ago
1: superstition and the sword
0: ruled it was a time of darkness got keith david doing the, the voiceover yes the uh i'm gonna pause this a few times just so that we don't, we don't like, get out it doesn't get flagged yeah uh yeah the age of gargoyles frozen in by a magic spell for a thousand years now the spell is speaking of princess and the frog keith david uh yeah yeah i, I think i remember playing this video game so. I think it's like a super nintendo that i had it on uh but it's going to be coming out you can pre so it says it's now available for pre-order on playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch steam and now i feel old i don't know what i don't know what gog is it says on on gog but i don't if you, <laughs> if, you if you if you have gog it's on you that. A,
1: you can Play we mastered.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you got, you got classic, uh, Dave say we live again, but yeah, it was, it's cool that they've been doing this with like some of the, these older side scrolling Disney games that came out like Super Nintendo and like Sega Genesis.
1: You know, uh, it's so like smart, movies. I mean, because you've got this built in audience, right? Or people who Love the game, you know, as a kid or whatever, and then, and then just to be able to play it again, but on a you know, on a console, it's, 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 it's We are defenders of the night, we are cargo.
0: Something like that, I would probably get on the switch if I was gonna get it because, like, I had I did that with um, they did like a pack that had Aladdin, the Lion King and the Jungle Book video games I don't remember playing Jungle Book but I have Lion King and Aladdin so I was like if I'm going to have this I don't need to be playing it on the TV I'm like I'll just be cool to have Aladdin and you can finally beat some boards on it because they have the option in there to like rewind stuff (laughs) Nice. so like if you fall down a hole or something you can can rewind it (laughs) and uh, not die excellent so, I'll bring up the next year trailer for us. It's yeah. For the, the Ernest and Celestine.
1: Ernest and Celestine sequels. Sequel, yeah. This when looks who, adorable.
0: Who would have known they were going to get a sequel? There we go. All right. So, yeah. Ernest and Celestine, a trip to...
1: I'll let you see. that. Yeah. No, G No, Giberty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. You go. Yeah,
0: what did, what did you think of the, the trailer for this one?
1: Oh, I thought it looked adorable again, just you know, just a continuation of what was so cute about Ernest and Celestine, you know, the, to begin with. And you know, I'm not familiar with the source material because, like, it's a, it's a reason I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah. But uh, you know, I saw, I saw that you know, first film and thought it was super cute.
0: Yeah, I remember us talking about that. We mostly. talked about it.
1: Yeah, that's another one, Mark. Was that one we talked about a decade ago? Or, yeah. or twenty it was twenty fourteen or something. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: it feels like Yeah, it. um, but yeah but it's like this like watercolor paint kind of look to it.
1: Yeah, the animation's beautiful. Very hand-drawn looking, you know, however it's been created, but still i want to say i think
0: i think we i think they did one of the again i think they did one of the star wars visions
1: oh interesting ones. okay
0: i don't remember which one i remember i was talking when we talked about that, that yeah i think I, I don't remember which one it was but i, I think it might have been that the ballet one okay i think that yeah because that was the french it was the french one so I, I believe the yeah the I don't remember the, the name of it, off, but the one, the Star Wars Visions episode for volume two that's about, that has like ballet in it, Yeah, the same animation studio as Ernest and Celeste. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, even the trailers in French. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I said I wonder if they're doing, you know, I haven't looked into it enough to know if they're doing an English dub, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: Finally, finally, my high school French will, will come into play.
1: Yeah, that up from the same year. So we
0: come into play. <laughs> je, m, je m'appelle Marc. Uh, je <laughs> suis garçon. Uh,
1: I just remember the weather, you know. Il fait show. Yeah. C'est,
0: uh, c'est, uh, s'il vous play. Yeah, s'il vous plaît. Yeah, we're at. Um, this, is, this isn't a uh, muzzy. Uh, <laughs> It's not Rosetta Stone, so we're not
1: going <laughs> to That's it. right. It's not. It should be fun. It looks cute. Yeah,
0: I like how it kind of looks like a...
1: Uh,
0: I mean, it's kind of in the name, but it's almost like a road movie with, with the two in this rather yeah. than how like, the first one was all... Kind of, kind of set in one spice. This says September first, too. Um, and it's G Kids.
1: Yeah, as I, far as I haven't checked to see if it's arrived. You know, often these G Kids films in Salt Lake City arrive at they'll play at, at the local art house theater. Um, I you know I haven't checked to see if it's playing there yet, or or you know, if they've got it on the on their schedule.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I I know like we both enjoyed that first one, so I'll definitely yeah check definitely that want check, check that it out to see what's going on there with that. Uh, the the next one that we have, uh, I believe this one is just straight to DVD.
1: I think it's straight to DVD, yeah, yeah. or digital, That's... you know.
0: And this one, I I don't think I could even find a trailer for it on on um youtube uh so so the the video for this one's just going to be on twitter it's not on any other yeah i just
1: say i just watched it on twitter or x
0: nope we're we're not gonna call it
1: the app formerly
0: known as twitter (laughs) uh yeah this so this one is scooby-doo and crypto too so scooby-doo has a a long history of Crossing over with various people.
1: we do like set the tone for collabs, you know. Yeah, whether it's <laughs> Batman,
0: the Harlem Globetrotters, Ah oh, Gilligan's Island,
1: they were never ending.
0: The Courage, the Cowardly Dog. I mean, <laughs> I don't. There's, there's that theory where there's like that one thing that's like that connects yeah. all TV shows. <laughs> And i would assume scooby-doo is the thing that like connects most Yeah, it's like scooby-doo universes is because scooby-doo's met
1: six degrees of kevin bacon you know six degrees yeah. of scooby-doo
0: so yeah and this it it's basically like scooby-doo <gasps> in like the, the dc universe
1: as you can see, gone
0: positively yeah. since the but, missing, but it's it's like who do you call when your
1: heroes, mean heroes? Very,
0: like 1960s 1950s era dc he can he can fly He's got just based off of like how like jimmy olsen looks in here in uh, like what the Justice like, League looks board? like, how like the character designs like the are. Moves,
1: just like Superman.
0: So, I don't know. Some of some of the to DVD like Scooby-Doo stuff like this has been kind of hit or miss. Uh, mostly missed. Yeah, most of the time. And unfortunately, we'll never also get to see that that sequel to the the Scoob movie because that was yeah. Um, well, you know, another crossover thing because Bat, Bat- and Batgirl, because DC and Scooby Doo. Yeah, uh, but we, we're gonna get to see this. Um, This is coming out on the twenty-sixth oh, no. of we're September. All you
1: have to do is unmask this phantom before all these out of control villains.
0: And what the kind of interesting though too is that since this is like a nineteen fifties kind of take on what like these characters look like, is specifically that like Harley Quinn didn't exist. In the fifties. <laughs> so they kind of had a like retro
1: They had to. Yeah. Like,
0: and because like Zod and uh, Ursa, I don't remember the third
1: I'm trying to, I know Mark, it? I was trying to remember the names of
0: uh yeah. But they're the very uh close to like the like the Christopher Reeve nineteen seventy eight Terrence Stamp like iterations of those characters. Yeah. Uh and then like Joker kind of looks like the caesar romero one a little bit uh but not not really
1: giganta. yeah like in like giganta and it inside.
0: looks very close to like the That's... super friends yeah version I'm so right yeah right. it just looks
1: like right wow lex luther said rats right here with a bunch of annoying kids
0: so meddling uh, kids I don't know if Matthew Lillard is still doing the voice of Shaggy either. Too it doesn't sound like it. And it's only it, on digital and DVD.
1: Yeah. I I didn't look it up, but I wondered about the voice talent on it. If they were using, you know, this yeah. said Matthew Lillard or some of these others. Do you do you think you'll?
0: You'll check that out or
1: chances probably. are excellent that I won't. <laughs> but uh anyway, unless you tell me otherwise, Mark, unless you highly recommend you know, if you see it if you highly recommend it. Oh uh,
0: yeah, if if I end up watching I'll let you let you know. Uh when we get when we get to my recommendations, it's kind of related to that, but I'll say that when we get to it. Uh, we're about halfway through our trailers now, so the next one... There's tons of trailers. Yeah, I'll let you take this one, but it's uh, the next one from Illumination.
1: Yeah, so, you know, Illumination, they... They just print money, you know? I mean, they're... Super Mario Brothers I think, is the number two movie of the year behind Barbie, as far as box office goes. Um, Their next film is a comedy... uh, called Migration, which, you know, clearly we're looking at, and it's about a family of ducks that decide to migrate, but it looks like their migration goes horribly wrong. I don't know if it's going to be kind of like National Vacation <laughs> kind of thing. Just with or, ducks. rather than going, yeah, with ducks, or rather than going south, like the other ducks are, they go the opposite direction, and then landing in a about uh, you know some kind of city rather than some kind of nature uh thing so anyway I thought the I think that the animation style is quite interesting. The yeah I, mean, I like the character designs of the ducks and and then what? the backgrounds all look very painterly. Uh so really yeah. kind of a different look we we for for an illumination oh, film. You're impossible because I found a safe place for us to live. Uh, and Johnny? Yeah. World. What sort of father would I be if I put my young father in harm's way for no reason except a chance at a Caribbean vacation? I don't want to miss out on life because you're afraid to leave this pond.
0: I Elizabeth Banks, it sounds like, too. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to, they don't. Let's they see. aren't
1: counting the vocal cast, you know, as uh... I well, have uh, it like, all
0: written out here. On, the,
1: on the, in the trailer, but I think they probably have it listed in the Oh, they have a list so, there in the in the youtube
0: yeah it's written written by mike white so that's cool uh, he he wrote uh the white lotus series he wrote school Rock. yeah he was
1: on, a he was, a, on... A,
0: a he was on a season of survivor which he... if i had been on that season i would have probably been the only person to recognize him i been like
1: hey, wasn't mike, he on what? the amazing race too mark
0: oh i think so yeah uh, oh yeah so yeah it's With his dad led by kemal nanjiani uh as the anxious mallard dad mac and emmy nominee elizabeth banks yep uh you called it the mallard's daring quick-witted matriarch uh says casper jennings plays dax the mallard's confident and restless son uh in her feature film debut tressie gazelle plays glenn the family's innocent lovable daughter aquafina is in this uh she's playing she's playing a lot of birds recently uh, she's that. She, 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 she she a is like amazing. non-stop too holy cow uh but she's playing a new york city pigeon uh in this uh carol Kane is doing a voice uh keegan michael key uh, super mario like you were saying earlier elimination so he must have had a good working relationship with them yeah for super mario uh and oh david oh nice david mitchell nice from the british tv show peep show uh and then it looks like also danny devito, danny DeVito. nice
1: all
0: right so yeah i'll check this out they've got oh, speaking of ernest and scene it's directed by benjamin renner the oscar-nominated filmmaker of ernest themselves okay yeah so all right i'll watch this you got all, all right youtube I've, notes for this.
1: it has potential i hope it's i hope it's gonna be funny it looks like it could really be funny
0: yeah, so. and like you know, Illumination's got to tout that they they made Super Mario Bros. Now,
1: <laughs> Well, of course. But you know, Illumination, even if their films aren't really necessarily that great, they still just print money. You know, yeah. I was referring to but, earlier. And so. they always look
0: really good too.
1: Yeah, I think that I, I just have this this had, this had potential. <laughs> Lost. We're to get to
0: oh wow so they were trying to get to jamaica and they flew to new york city. and they
1: ended up flying to new york city
0: nice all right so that's for migration on, uh from
1: one uh bird yeah so you know One of those things that I never, I mean, I welcome it, but I never thought that would happen. We're getting a sequel to Chicken Run, the great comedy from Ardman Animation. This was coming to Netflix. And uh,
0: some of the cast has changed from the the original movie. Yeah.
1: It'll be interesting to see what what they do. But, you know, Ginger, the character, is back. And uh,
0: Zachary Levi taking over for Mel Gibson
1: yeah it's an impossible mission and that's when they're breaking in They're all right it's like kind of opposite they're trying and they're trying to save their world and there's this and
0: this comes out uh, where is
1: it's
0: it? in is is December, it, December 15th okay yeah, yeah. So for Ginger and the flock, all is at stake when the dangers of the human world come home to roost. They'll stop at nothing, even if it means putting their own hand—sorry, or sorry, hard one—freedom at risk to save chicken kind. This time, they're breaking in. Uh, oh. Uh, so it's called Dawn of the Nugget. So yeah, Chicken Run.
1: Call one Dawn of the Nugget.
0: Is this like when chicken nuggets became like a thing? <laughs>
1: kinda of morbid, isn't it? I just am happy to see another movie from Ardman. Yeah. Uh and then the, uh, hey, a sequel to such a fun film. Uh we'll see how, how it comes together. I hope it's, it's gonna be good. Time. It's alright.
0: I went before we left.
1: Mm. Nice.
0: Now you've had the appetizer. There we go. So, the, yeah, the migration one we just ended with them having a going-to-the-bathroom joke. <laughs> this one and then there's him. another one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm assuming that the Miyazaki movie will not have a bathroom joke.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a bathroom movie I mean, in Miyazaki. It looks it looks pretty deep. I
0: mean, who's to say? Maybe Maybe there will be.
1: Maybe there will be, you know? I mean, the boy and the heron? Yeah, you know, it. There needs to be removed some humor. It can't all be too serious, right? Even yeah. though it's a very serious uh, kind of theme. Um, oh yeah. So
0: here. Yeah. All right, and the boy and the heron, to comes up. Comes out in IMAX. December. eighth.
1: Oh yeah! I thought it was interesting that they're playing it in IMAX too. I want to go.
0: Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for animated films getting IMAX released. Me too. I think the last one I saw in IMAX was Zootopia.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: I can't think of the last one that got an IMAX released after Zootopia as far as an animated movie. I mean, like, the, like, like outside of Across the Spider-Verse, though, I guess. Sure. Yeah this, yeah, this definitely, you know, looks on par with, you know, like, Spirited Away yeah that whole kind of vibe for like kiki's delivery surface castle in the sky all all the visuals yeah because when wind rises that was like a like a less mystical kind of yeah that was more
1: more really set in the real world clearly yeah it was a biopic
0: yeah whereas like this is this has
1: serious fantasy. fantasy Elements, as you said, very much key, reminiscent of spirited away um, Yeah
0: Yeah, it looks, it looks It says theaters nationwide in IMAX December 8th Uh And then it's just a young boy named Makito uh, yearning for his Mother ventures into a world shared by the living And the dead. Their death comes To an end and life finds new beginning Semi-autobiographical Fantasy about life, death, and creation And the tribute to friendship Tribute to Friendship from the Mind of Hayao Miyazaki. Nice. Sounds like a very cool...
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a cool movie. Really cool movie. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was playing at the, at the uh, Toronto Film Festival? I can't remember if it was Toronto or Telluride. I think it was Toronto. The TIFF TIF has started, hasn't it? Yeah. And uh, anyway, I think it was warmly received there.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, They had been just kind of like promoting like the. Like the. They teased the the teaser trailer. As they do nowadays. Uh, But yeah. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, So the next one is. It's like a teaser trailer announcement thing. uh, For season 7 of Rick and Morty. It's coming out October 15th. Uh, seasons 1 through 6 are already on max right now. And what I thought was interesting about oh, shit, this one a is that it's only uh, see, Summer it's be like, and so Beth
1: might finally date Jessica. Uh, from the, be the show top. talking about
0: like potential
1: possible, old
0: story ideas from this next season. Which I was like, huh, interesting, because you know who doesn't voice uh, Summer and Beth on the show? Uh, Justin Rowland, who's no longer a part of the show. Uh, but you know who voices Rick and Morty or who did voice Rick and Morty uh, so I'll be I'm curious to yeah. see what they'll do on this show because we already talked about it a little while back as far as Solar Opposites with what they did with Dan Stevens taking over for just yeah. on that show voice work uh, so it'll it will be because they, they haven't made any kind of hint or announced to. Who's gonna do it? I, I mean, I still like my idea of uh, them just like leaning, leaning very, very hard into the Back to the Future origins of Rick and Morty of it all, and just cast Christopher Lloyd as Rick, since Rick is supposed to be like a kind, kind of like a comp for Doc Brown, and then just have you can either get like James Charles Taylor who does a pretty good Michael J. Fox. Sound alike, or um, his name is, is, is escaping me. But the the dude that did the like played Marty in the Telltale Back to the Future video game, and just like just have have them be Rick and Morty on the, the show now, and then just there you go. But and I just there's... said, listen to Mark. I mean, they already had Christopher Lloyd. As Rick in one of the live action, like little interstitial things they did. So, I mean, they're already that close to it.
1: They're already that close, um, yeah.
0: And then kind of mixing the two stories that we just talked about between Rick and Morty and anime. Uh, yeah. The, the Rick and Morty, the anime, I don't really know what it is as far as it's like, it's its own separate thing. Uh, it, it looks like. Um, yeah, it, there's not really that much info on it other than it just is here's your first look at the Rick and Morty anime. Uh it was from San Diego Comic Con this past summer, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's just like Rick and Morty done like in an anime style, very trippy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, trippy.
0: Like we kind of we talked to like when we talked to uh, Caroline. Uh, a few weeks ago. Like this kind of looks like some of like the, that very like out there, like morphing kind of visuals that she would have done. Uh, yeah. for Rick and Morty when she was on that. So it'll be interesting to see, see this too. I mean, like, cause like how they've already set up that show too is like, that can just be another multiverse within the context of the, the series. So it'll be be interesting to see how that coexists as a, as something with uh, yeah Rick and Morty proper. Um, but the next one is for the Adventure Time Fiona Adventure the series, Time, and I'll let you take this one.
1: Yeah, so um, this is a brand new ten episode series that follows uh, the alternate universe versions of Finn and Jake on a multiverse hopping journey towards self-discovery um when fiona and her sidekick kate find themselves in the crosshairs of a powerful new foe they have no choice but to seek the help of former ice king simon petrikov so anyway um this will be this i guess premiered last week on uh on uh that I one see. streaming service. That used to be HBO Max. So, I haven't seen... I have not watched an episode yet of this. I just, I've just watched the trailer. Have you seen any of it, Mark? I haven't
0: started it yet. I, I'm planning to start it soon. Uh, uh, I've been catching up on another show that I'll talk about on our recommendations, but once I've caught up on that, I'm going to start this.
1: Did they dump uh, all the episodes, do you know? Or, or, no, or it, is it, are they releasing one a week?
0: Yeah, as far as I saw... It, like when I last looked, it only had the first and second episode on there. So, it I think it looks pretty cool too. Is like, it's it's its own thing, while also being a continuation of Adventure Time, because it looks like there was they did the Distant Lands uh, specials, uh, that that was also on uh, HBO Max. Um, and then, which kind of continued the story from where Metro Time proper series finale ended, uh, and like this, like somewhere in the trailer, it looks like you can see like an adult Jake, an adult Finn running around. Yeah. At one point, so it looks, it like you said, there's like this multiverse thing going on where this seems like a Fiona and Cake from a world where they weren't essentially the, just the, you know gender swapped versions of finn and jake and from a uh planet where that all came from and speaking of uh kamel nunjiani from the migration trailer there's a whole thing that happened with with this show where the character that he voiced in adventure time is uh, voiced by somebody else in this and there's a whole like drama thing that just happened on twitter recently where somebody from the show said that they had reached out and were told that he had passed on it and he and Kamel Nagyani had replied to that. He's like, "Oh, really? Uh, I was never actually told <laughs> about that at all. I never so, had that
1: given to me as so an option."
0: I'm I'm assuming that uh, Kamel Nagyani's agent is no longer uh, his agent, probably. Yeah,
1: that doesn't sound good.
0: So, I mean, that's that's also probably another thing that's going on with all like those all the deals that are happening and stuff. So, uh, I don't know, but I. I was always a fan of Adventure Time. I liked those Distant Lands uh, specials that they did, uh, and I'm looking forward to this just because with Adventure Time, I always thought I always would always call that the smartest dumb show. Like, <laughs> like or an way episode. To that. Yeah. That, yeah. That was like could deal with like existentialism. Like three minutes later, they'd have a fart joke. Right. Right. And they. They did they were able to handle the tone so well that both of those things worked within that the space of that episode uh so i'm i'm excited for this all don't you know i mean i'm glad that they're finding a way to continue it without milking certain other characters but trying to find fresh new kind of takes and things to to do stuff with that universe of, of Adventure Time, um, so I'll I'll be happy to to see more with uh, Fiona and Cake in that show. But speaking of another season of familiar characters, I will hand this one off to you, Sanford.
1: Yeah, so you know, Mark, as you as you know, I I just watch a lot of like turner classic movies and movies so i have never seen uh i have not seen season one of invincible i just have to own up to it but season two is coming out and new episodes start on november 3rd on um prime video what's your thought about this and what again given that uh you know, you you probably watched it, whereas I haven't. How do you feel about it?
0: Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I the animation has been fantastic for the like the first season. Like you, you can kind of see it playing. Here. Yeah, I was impressed with the um, anime.
1: I watched this trailer. Impressed, very... impressed with the vocal cast. Holy
0: cow! Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's like very close to like the lion work and stylings of the the original comics for Invincible that Robert Kirkman did too. And a lot of the, again, a lot of the voice cast in this is people that he's worked with either like in the walking dead, uh, that, uh, like, you know, based on another comic that he did, uh, or in this too. So like Stephen Young, he was Glenn on the walking dead. He now plays Mark on this, not to be confused with this Mark. Uh, but yeah, I, I've like, this kind of fits in the same wheel, like Invincible and the boys kind of fit in that same kind of wheelhouse uh where um but they're kind of doing separate things while being similar-ish uh i i thought season one was done really well and then there's another there's a special that's out right, right now too that's called adam eve um which is a special on one of the characters from the series she got like her they did like an her own special for her in between season one and season two, so that's already on Amazon Prime right now. Uh but yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward I'm to this.
1: I don't care how old he is. He needs to go down now. Maybe if you train more and complained less, we could get back to saving lives.
0: And so Make him pay for what he did to your world. Welcome, son of- One of the things people notice, too, is that Josh Keaton is doing a voice here in Season 2. Uh, also, Tatiana Maslany. Uh, but, yeah, Josh, so Josh Keaton, Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, in the comics, Spider-Man and Invincible had a crossover for a comic. Amazon Prime has a special deal with Sony that they can do that Spider-Man can appear in an animated sense on TV for them. So maybe Spider-Man is going to show up <laughs> in season two. Of yeah!
1: yeah. Unvincible.
0: I mean, they didn't say that, but I mean and maybe Josh Keaton, I mean, he's he, he is a he's done plenty of voice work, but that would be cool if even if maybe it's not Spider-Man and they just kind of you know, wink, wink, not because like he showed up in Young Justice playing a character that's like the essentially the DC Comics equivalent of Spider-Man, but but is a villain. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was like a nice thing that because Greg, since Greg Wiseman produced Young Justice and also produced Spectacular Spider-Man that he brought Josh Keaton in to, to do that. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be. Maybe, maybe we see Spider-Man in a uh, season he 2 of I am
1: a normal human superhero. I wish he was dead too, but not for your sake. Kill first and ask questions later.
0: But yeah, you can see that all all the voice actors and all these people they are going to be showing up in season two of that. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, Tatiana Maslany too, because big fan of hers from Orphan Black, and then She-Hulk more recently, too, so...
1: Viltrumite against Viltrumite. That has not happened since the Great Purge. Of course. J.K. You should have died at birth. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, for, Yes. so if, if if you ever think that you have a, a terrible death, just go to watch Invincible and then know that that Invincibles dad, Omni Man is probably the worst one that you could have. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but, so the 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 last uh se- last animated series we're gonna be talking about is another one that's based off of a comic book, uh, and uh, the I like the the, the funny story behind this is that I don't remember how many years or so ago it was, but. Back when the film for Scott Pilgrim got released in theaters, there was a. They did like a short story uh, thing that they released that was like done in the style of the comic. uh, And it was voiced by the actors from the movie. And I, I remember like shortly after that or maybe a few years later after that i had had sent just like a random tweet to eddie Wright. i was like have you guys ever thought about doing like an animated series uh like you could do one season per per book like maybe each episode is a chapter of the the comic book uh and and then he had just replied i was like i think it could be done really well and he had just replied back to he's like we think so too (laughs) <laughs> and then I, I remember i just replied back and i was like oh i was like that's that's good to hear and i was like maybe you guys could even get the like the entire like cast of the, the movie back to the voice the respective roles so uh cut to this year uh we had that teaser that just announced that the entire cast of the movie is voicing their characters for the scott pilgrim anime uh, and then we finally got this trailer more recently which looks amazing.
1: I think it looks terrific.
0: Yeah, it's it's very spot on to like the artwork from the, yeah. uh, yep. the books. Uh, and I, I love all the, the visuals to this. Now it's called I think it like had like a different name. It was like Scott Pilgrim. It says Scott Pilgrim anime, but it says Scott Pilgrim
1: It says something else on the trailer. Uh yeah, like
0: Scott Pilgrim. Well, it'll get to it but yeah like i think this looks awesome and i'm i'm hoping it's not just going to be like scott Pilgrim, uh, scott Pilgrim takes off uh that it's not just going to be like a limited kind of serious thing uh, i i would like it to be what i had in my head many years ago where i was like do all six volumes of the book so do six seasons you you do the 24 episodes I don't know because I don't remember how many ch- chapters were in each of those <laughs> and it probably wouldn't work out episodically that it could be done narratively the same way that way but I don't know just so you could spend more time with the story than you could in the movie just yeah. cause the the movie kind of takes place over a few days whereas like those books take the place over like a year and a half or so so it like makes more sense that that like Scott and Ramona and it have more of a relationship than they kind of do like in the the movie by the end of that because you're like you guys have only kind of not really even been together the other for like four to eight hours yeah uh, and it comes out November seventeenth and then this is like another show that like or I mean another shared interest uh, thing that my son and I have so.
1: Nice. I mean, you can enjoy it together.
0: Yeah. So I I am happy that that is finally coming out, so that I can watch it and that he can watch it and I can watch it together. Uh. But yeah. So that's yeah. that's November seventeenth, and I'm excited for that to come out. Yeah. Uh, but that. What do you What did you think of it?
1: I thought it looked great. Uh. And you know, love love the visual style. I love that they, you know, I just feel like that's just really true to the source material. Lo- Love how they brought in the original vocal cast. That's so. Thanks for reminding me. I th- I-, I vaguely remember Mark that uh, uh, interchange. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I just that was so cool. So anyway, um, I I think it, I think it looks terrific.
0: Nice. And then so from there, uh, we'll close out this episode of our animation Nation news special uh with talking about our recommendations uh that of stuff we've been watching this week or stuff you've been want people to check out and i i've uh, catching up on the harley quinn animated series uh so i finally finished season three from last year <laughs> and just started season four uh there was a a funny thing i think i took well, i told you in uh, my adventure of superman there was like a dude that looked like he's supposed to be trent Krim from <laughs> yes uh so from ted lasso so, yeah someone over at dc animated stuff likes Ted Lasso. i mean they're both warner brothers properties uh because brett goldstein appeared as himself in like the season closer valentine's day special thing that they had from earlier this year um yeah just straight up as as himself in an episode of harley quinn uh and then i just started season four of that uh just today so i've been doing catch up on that that's like another very smartly written show that's has these very kind of like subversive jokes and like doesn't take itself too seriously like james gunn is even in season three as himself uh directing and writing a a movie for warner brothers (laughs) Uh, in in season three, so it's kind of like a very meta textual kind of thing. So I, I wonder if he'll s- still show up and make himself canon to the DCU once that happens. Uh, and then the the other the other thing I would recommend is uh, Ahsoka on Disney Plus, which is a live action series, but it's based off of a character that originated in animation, and we've yeah Stanford just joined me on holdo to maneuver. Was to so
1: much fun that. to be on holdo to talk with you guys about it. uh yeah. so, I, I think ahsoka is just dead great so i'm i'm really anxious for this next episode i think we're going to be in for a wild ride you know for these next four episodes
0: and then speaking of stuff stanford and i talked about together on shows other than animation fascination i was recently on movies past and present with uh, Stanford talking about a certain fictional hockey team and Stanford started started watching something related to that.
1: Yes! Ducks fly together! I uh, had a blast, Mark, talking with you about the Mighty Ducks and I uh, hope people can check out that, that podcast. And I learned a ton. Uh, and so I appreciated that very much. And so I went and checked out the uh on disney plus is the one and only season of uh mighty ducks the animated series that disney did it was actually mark and yeah, you 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 mentioned this it was the last produced episode for for the disney afternoon programming block that used to be on you know in the 90s uh late 80s and, and 90s uh the the first episode of, of mighty ducks the animated series aired in september of 1996 and then it ended in January of nineteen ninety-seven, but uh, it's I, I it's fun. It's so it's on Disney Plus, which uh, kudos uh, you know to Disney Plus for actually keeping some of their content right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not and, this and Mighty, was, du-
0: and Mighty Ducks related content at but... that.
1: Yeah, and not that this was you know part of the stuff that they are trying to do the write-off for. But uh, it was fun to just to, I loved. Uh, I just loved everything about it. The production, just because it was just, it just reminded me of a, a more innocent time. You know, Mark, it just, just, it, just it just was so classic 1990s. Uh, this is, you know, the ducks are these anthropomorphic ducks that play hockey. They're also intergalactic. They're from outer space. They've got these enemies that, that come in from outer space. Their home base is the pond in Anaheim, which is, uh, also happens to have you know a great headquarters underneath it for yeah. them and they're their rocket ship. Their ship comes
0: out from underneath <laughs> it, kind of like the X Jet and X Men, yes, under the basketball courts.
1: Anyway, I had a blast, Mark. So, thanks for always leading me in in the ways of coolness and uh, of uh, just fun to watch. All good,
0: and I, I think. I know we did a Disney afternoon episode like way, way back on animation fascination. And I, I don't know how much we talked about the mighty ducks animated series, but I know that we did cause I put it in the art for that episode. Okay. Nice. Uh, so if you can find it on our, our website there, there's a old episode of animation fascination that it is about the Disney afternoon uh, that we did way back when, uh but here, I'll I'll look it up really quick while I'm doing this. Is that the so that'll that's gonna be doing for our episode this week? Uh, don't forget, you guys can find us on the podcaster, pod catcher of your choice. Uh, whether it's whatever, you just search for animation fascination. Uh, do like link tree, uh, for slash animation fascination. You'll find us everywhere. Uh, so. That Disney Afternoon episode was episode forty. Oh, nice. Uh, and it was March twenty first, twenty thirteen. So yeah, I'm uh, just a little over ten years ago. Uh, yeah, and that let, let's let's see who was on that episode. We talked about Blue Sky on that episode. Jeez, uh, what else did we talked? Was about? I on
1: that episode, Mark?
0: Uh, it, it looks like it was me, Matt, and uh, vactor
1: yeah, because I I don't remember. Okay. Being on yeah. again, not that. It's anything, I just that might have been before memory. you memory. <laughs> that might have been
0: before you joined, possibly. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if it was um, before,
1: before you joined. Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we've talked about Trippendale, Tailspin, Ducktales, Gummy Bears, Bonkers, Goof Troop, Gargoyles, and then Mighty Ducks was the last one. Uh, but yeah, that's. Jeez, march 21st yeah March 21st 2013 nice. uh your buddy animation accommodation looks like liked that post from all the way back then too
1: he was like our faithful reader and listener you know and I we
0: I, well I you we
1: appreciate that absolutely
0: yeah especially and yeah if, if you're still listening and or watching this and whether you joined at episode 40 or episode zero, which I consider like that entertainment overload pleasures of Pixar kind of backdoor pilot to animation fascination or talking tangled, which was technically episode one, uh, or if you joined at episode 112, uh, I just, I I appreciate, I know Sanford appreciates anybody that's still listening or just started listening, but, or watching now too. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, but thank you. Guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh
0: and then speaking on that, uh we'll have some episodes that we're going that we have ideas for coming up later uh this month and next month we're going to be we talked about a little bit Nimona, uh again talked about a little bit Adventure Time Fiona cake probably when the season ends uh maybe uh and then had an idea for Kind of like the subcategory of stuff of like things that have been out for a while, but we go back and talk to them about them. Uh, like AF classics uh, would be one for over the garden wall. Uh, I had some other ideas for other ones for shows once my son and I finished them and good guests for those. Um, but that's just some slight teases of stuff that we have in the pipeline for coming up over September, October, November, in the next few months. Uh, but you can follow me and Stanford on social media at basically if you look up my first name, last name, or Stanford's first name, last name, you can find us there and you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter Facebook and Instagram is Animation Fascination, Twitter is Animated Podcast and then you can email the show at fascination Podcast at gmail.com uh, and then Stanford where else can they, they find you online too?
1: You know, on on Twitter or whatever we're supposed to call it, uh, I'm at Stanford Clark. Although I'm kind of, you know, I've really been mixed feelings about Twitter at the moment. Um, uh, also, I have a movie podcast and blog at present dot com.
0: And I'll put a uh, you know a YouTube videos do the recommendations at the end. I'll put a, like, a recommendation to that Mighty Ducks episode there at the
1: end. Yes, so that absolutely. That was thanks again, Mark. That was so much fun. And quick,
0: thank you. And uh, I'll be on there again this week with Factor and yeah, talking about our
1: top three. We're talking about Disney, Disney movies. movies,
0: adjacent or Disney produced stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> right,
1: our favorites.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, and then the like last few things is that you can visit, visit our website, animationfascination.net and there, there, you can find links to our, uh, join our Patreon for different, like, person stuff if you do that there. There's links for t-shirts and stuff as well. Uh, Trent Baxter edits our episodes, but I'm our favorite, so for myself, Sanford Clark, uh, thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time. Hey everyone.